listening to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. Happy Friday to you. My name is Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things you should know about. I'm not sure how it is that we are at the end of October already, because it seems like the month just began. But regardless, here we are, just about two weeks into the annual enrollment period. And I hope that you are having a great AEP so far. Just a quick reminder before we get into the episode. If you have a question that you would like us to address here on the show, you can email us or call us. ASGpodcast at ridderim.com is our email, and 1-717-562-7211 is the number to call. Now, let's get into our list. Number one, on Wednesday last week, CMS Director Catherine A. Coleman put out a memo to all Medicare Advantage organizations and prescription drug plan sponsors. And coincidence or not, it is concerning the same type of content addressed in another CMS memo around this same time last year. The topic of both memos, non-compliant marketing practices. According to the memo, CMS has reviewed audio calls, they've reviewed complaints, and they've got secret shoppers calling phone numbers on TV and newspaper ads, mailings, even internet search results. And I wish that I could say that they have good things to report, but sadly, I cannot say that. I will preface this by saying that, for the most part, I think we all know who these bad actors are. If you turn on the TV during the day at all, you've seen their commercials. And unfortunately, it only takes a few bad actors to act badly enough that rules and regulations need to be put into place. In their review, CMS listened to calls made from the individual agent level all the way to bigger call centers. In 80% of the calls reviewed, quote, agents failed to provide the beneficiary with the necessary information or provided inaccurate information to make an informed choice, end quote. CMS pulled specific examples from those conversations, like when a beneficiary was told that if their medication was not on the formulary, their doctor could tell the plan and it would be added. That does not happen. That is not how formularies work. Another example, this one revolves around current coverage, telling a beneficiary that nothing will change. That's not only an incorrect statement to make, it's an absolute, which, similar to a superlative, is not allowed. There are many moving parts of Medicare. There's always something that changes. Even if a Medicare Advantage plan stays the same from year to year, the other parts of Medicare, specifically the Part A and B premiums and deductibles, do change particularly of concern, those national-level commercials about Medicare Advantage plans that cite plan benefits related to specific plans, geographical regions, and networks. In the industry, we know that Medicare Advantage plans are very different across the country, and certain plans don't operate in certain areas. The thing is, though, 
beneficiaries don't know that. They see the commercials, they hear about the benefits, and when they call to find out more, they're confused and disappointed to learn the intricacies of Medicare Advantage plan design that was not disclosed in those commercials. So as the kids would say, that's the tea on why the memo was sent, and CMS has a few changes and directives that they made inside that memo. Let's move on to number two, what CMS is going to do about it. And this is the part where one bad apple ruins it for the rest of the apples. What do you do when incorrect information is being disseminated? CMS is starting out by targeting those TV advertisements. As I mentioned, it seems like those are the biggest cause of confusion. Right now, the rules for airing a TV ad fall under the five-day file and use rule. Some marketing materials fall into that category. Others fall under a more stringent 45-day review. Beginning on January 1st, 2023, TV advertisements no longer qualify for those five-day submissions. So not an outright, this is the way things were, this is how they are now. But they do say in the memo that they will continue to review submissions to, quote, confirm the materials meet CMS requirements, end quote. And then they also announced some immediate actions for the remainder of this annual enrollment period into coverage year 2023. CMS announced an enhanced review on file and use marketing material submissions. They've said that they can prohibit distribution of file and use materials during AEP and then one sentence later at any time. So that covers them for the time frame after AEP into the new year. CMS stated that they will review previously submitted materials and they'll use the marketing complaints to target their oversight and reviews. In addition to reviewing marketing materials, CMS will be monitoring activity to address misinformation in phone calls and through marketing events. They will be, quote, reviewing recordings of agent and broker calls with potential enrollees, end quote. And then on the secret shopper front, marketing events will be shopped by, quote, reviewing television, print, and internet marketing and calling related phone numbers and or requesting information via online tools, end quote. You've probably heard me say before that I like to err on the side of caution. It's just part of my OCD ways. I would take this to mean that CMS is essentially saying, we see you, we hear you, and we're keeping an eye on this, so no funny business. The TPMO rules that were put into place for this AEP go hand-in-hand hand with what the administration is actively trying to do. Bring as much transparency and ease to the Medicare enrollment process that they possibly can to remove the friction that's plagued the industry. Now, moving on to number three also related. The memo closes out with CMS outlining some best practices and reminders around how to stay compliant. Scopes of appointment, whether they're paper or electronic, make sure you're getting those filled out 
Make sure you're sticking to what is on the scope and keep copies of them easily accessible. On your marketing materials, make sure the information is clear, accurate, and not misleading. Call recording. It's new for this year. It might feel a little wonky, might take a little time to get in a rhythm that feels right. Other new regulations once felt like that too, but you get into the swing of it. Make sure you're recording and storing all phone calls with clients and potential clients. Before enrollment, go over the pre-enrollment checklist. Make sure your clients understand that information. Same with other parts of the process, even sales presentation processes. Add in stops along the way to make sure enrollees are following along with your presentation and that you're both on the same page. You can usually tell when someone doesn't understand what you're saying, and if it seems like that's the case, Have your client say the information back to you in their own words. Now, it might seem childish to ask that, but communication isn't always as clear as we think it is. And your client will appreciate that you want to help them understand. If you're looking for some episodes to brush up on compliance, like the new TPMO rules, we will have those and a few others in our notes for you. Number four. In addition to the memo sent out last week, CMS also put together a PDF on frequently asked questions, or facts as I like to call them. We've got the link to that in our notes as well. CMS neatly answers which calls need to be recorded, and spoiler alert, it's all of them. They also answer when and how they must be recorded and how long to store them. And then they also address TPMO disclaimers on which materials that must appear and the protocol for existing materials. So that brings us to number five. And I know that was a lot of compliance so far today. But very important to note these memos as they come out because we want to keep you updated and informed. And that means that sometimes we talk a lot about compliance because it's important. But the last thing that I want to mention for today, it is not compliance related. Actually, it's not insurance related at all, but social media related. Today is the day that the courts said Elon Musk had to close his deal with Twitter or head to trial. And after a roller coaster of a ride to get to this point, some might have equated it to a dumpster fire, it looks like the fire has been put out and the sale is finally going to happen. I am not going to rule out something coming in at the 11th hour and throwing it all sideways because, again, I am a cautious person. But on Wednesday this week, Elon Musk changed his Twitter bio to Chief Twit and also entered the building carrying a sink. That, combined with conjecture around kitchen sinking and what Musk plans to do when the takeover is complete— Most recently, rumors were swirling that he planned to call 75% of Twitter's staff, something he told employees on Wednesday that he did not plan to do. He also sent an email to advertisers assuring Twitter would not become a quote-unquote free-for-all, 
but rather, quote, warm and welcoming to all, a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence, end quote. I would like to point out that Musk did tweet a video of himself walking into Twitter and captioned it, quote, Entering Twitter HQ, let that sink in, end quote. Also, the sink in question looks a lot more like a bathroom sink than a kitchen sink. Still, the $44 billion deal is set to close today, and Musk has announced plans to address his employees once the deal closes. So file this one under wait and see. Now, earlier in the episode, I mentioned that if you have questions, you can reach out to us here on the show. ASGpodcast at Ritterim.com is the email to use. We will be linking to that in the notes. Or you can call us and leave a voicemail message at 1-717-562-7211. That's 1-717-562-7211. Maybe you don't have a question, but you love the show. You can call and tell us that too. We love hearing from you, so please reach out. And with that, we are at the end of another Friday Five episode. I hope you have a great weekend as we say goodbye to October. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rappel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. 